Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. And welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. This is Kevin Flesh. Scott is on a little retreat, so he is not here today, so he's left me to my own devices, and when he does that, it becomes fishing, fishing all the time, and I have Austin Parr in studio with me. How you doing, Austin? Doing excellent, Kevin. How are you? Oh, I'm just happy that we're finally got some summer weather. Oh, man. June's the, the time to be a fisherman in this state, isn't it? I We were uh, doing a little prep before the, the show, and I texted you this morning saying I, I did a little fishing out of Cherry Creek this morning, and it is on fire. Man, it's been like that all the way across the state, you know? Your, your high country lakes, your plains lakes, your metro lakes, you name it, the bite's been good. You get that little bit of warm weather and it gets stable, and then the fish go on the feed this time of year, right? Absolutely. They're just pushing up on top of all the humps, which we'll definitely discuss here in a little bit. But, man, it has been spectacular. The, the fish have been biting. So before we're going to be talking about fishing the whole hour. So we got we got to get a little business done. we got to talk to Dan Johnson. He's on the phone, and I know he's selling a bunch of cars. So we got to get him. Uh, I want to talk with you, Dan. Are you, are you there, Dan? We're hoping Dan is on the phone. We're not sure about Dan. He's probably out fishing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you here. There, Dan? You can hear me. I I'm can here. hear you now. How are you? Okay, good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. We're going to be talking fishing all, all this hour, but, you know, of course, you got to get that boat and the other things to the water. So That's right. That I just I, I heard the intro there, and I'm going to listen to the show because of Cherry Creek's just right around the corner for me. Well, and you have to remember, Dan, that I've got Austin here, and he's got stuff dialed in because he's out there fishing every day. You and I have right. to actually, you know, make a living doing other things. He gets to, you know, take people out and take them fishing. Some life isn't fair sometimes. <laughs> so what's going on at the dealership? Oh, we got good stuff. Our June play is uh, Silverados. I got up to twenty percent off, which is a good deal. I mean, fifty thousand truck—that's ten thousand dollars. That's so. a big deal. Uh, yep, that, that, that's uh, a big that deal. Can, that can certainly help you out getting a new boat too, to, so that you can pull it with the the whole new rig. Absolutely, absolutely, and I got every color in the rainbow. So whatever color your boat is, I got a truck for you. <laughs> Fantastic. How about um, anything with the body shop and all the hail that we've been been having? Are you guys busy? Yeah. Do you have the ability to um, take some vehicles? We're busy, in? but but we can uh, you know we can t- take some appointments. Um, and I got two dent- dentless paint guys, and then I got the the full blown body guys too. If they were on the west side and got that big stuff, yeah. Uh, I'm repairing a lot of that stuff. Good. Uh, or I've had several people don't want to mess with it. They just trade it in. I'll yeah. take it that way, too. And, uh, you know, I can, I've, I've made a lot of those deals work, so it works out for the customer, and they don't have to be without a car for, you know, three weeks or whatever. And, uh, you know, so if Absolutely. they were thinking about thinking about move, making a move, bring their hail damage car to me, and I'll, uh, I'll do the best I can, and I think they'll be – Pleasantly surprised. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing those folks that have those Ford pickups that are out there with those aluminum bodies that have had their vehicle totaled because they can't fix them need yep. to come and see you and get a better product. That's right. You're <laughs> absolutely correct on that. Right. And it's awfully hot outside, too. And we have some, you know, if your air conditioning's not working in your car or kind of on the blink, you know, we've got a full-blown service department and we got some AC specials as well. So uh, come on out. Well, we really appreciate it, Dan. You've been a great 
great sponsor of the show, and it's always good to hear from you. If folks are looking for a, a deal on that uh, Silverado pickup or any other vehicle that they need, where can they come and find you? We're at 14500 East Colfax. We're just right across uh, 225 from the hospital complex there. So it's re really easy to get to from anywhere. Very nice. All right. Well, that's Dan Johnson from Glen Lyle. Thanks, Dan. Hope you okay, sell lots thank of cars you guys. this weekend. You bet. Have a, have a nice weekend. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. And Dan is, you know, he's a fisherman too. So he, he really is. He is going up to Yes Bay Lodge, uh, I think, Excellent. in July with a bunch of guys. Completely different topic, <laughs> but still fishing. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about Yes Bay Lodge at some point today too, because they've got a great special going on. All right, so we got to talk about the Metro Lakes because there's, what do we have? A couple million people within a 60-mile radius, basically? Absolutely, and yet some of these lakes are, are some of the most productive, not only in the state, but in the region. So I was out this morning, and I'm from Wisconsin, of course, and I've been up in Canada fishing and, and Lake Erie and Lake... I mean, we, I've been all over Absolutely. <laughs> fishing walleyes. But it was one of those deals this morning where I was like, you know, you get these patterns dialed in sometimes, oh, yeah. and... And we've got it right here in the metro area. Certainly, yeah. And I mean, through through guide trips we've been having out on Cherry Creek, especially lately, uh, all the fish are are in the the heart of their summertime pattern. So right. they're really pushing up shallow, and as shallow as two or three feet at times. Right. And I think that's certainly something that uh, a lot of folks wind up, you know, missing the the boat on, uh, you could say, and, and and fishing a little bit deeper, but getting up really shallow. And and when those fish are up shallow like that, especially when the water temperatures hitting sixty five degrees in the early morning and, yep. and peaking at seventy two, seventy three by the afternoon. They're eating, so you can you can hit them on a wide variety of different techniques. Right, and what was really nice, uh, okay, so we've got boats, we're out on the lake, we get yep. I get that, and and that's we'll talk about the, those techniques, but those uh, early morning hours and those late evening, even into dark time periods where those fish are moving up shallow. That's a shoreline bite. Absolutely. And, you know, some of these same techniques we'll be talking about here in just a minute are are able to be used by a shore angler as well. So they offer some stuff you can cast a long ways and, and really take advantage of those fish, especially at Cherry Creek when they're pushing up that shallow and that little bit stained water. So we get li new listeners all the time. Let's talk about you for a minute just to give them a background. So folks that, that don't know you and haven't heard you on the radio show, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so uh, my full name, I'm Austin Parr, and I manage Discount Fishing Tackle down on South Santa Fe Drive. Uh, we are a full-service tackle shop down there that not only offers a lot of the walleye stuff we'll be talking about in the first couple of segments here, but also fly fishing and, and bass and all that kind of good stuff down there. But I also guide as well. So I guide on Chatfield and Cherry Creek as well as uh, some mountain destinations and am out a lot and uh certainly this time of year is the time of year i i live for for right. sure as we're talking about that bites on fire you know as a guide and we're talking about the bite being on fire it, it definitely helps um understanding that because cherry creek and chatfield as much as we want to say that they're great resources which they are they're still a little finicky i mean they the, can be yeah so i mean it's really nice to have a guy like yourself and certainly we're giving some tips and some strategies today but if you're if you really want to have the full experience how do they get a hold of you? So um, you can get get a hold of me at, at Discount Fishing Talk or at 2645 South Santa Fe Drive, so just six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. But also my cell phone number is 303-514-5546. 
Okay, so what are you seeing in the way of patterns, let's say, for the person that wants to go out in the morning or after work in the evening, those those sort of hours of the day? What are, what are you seeing working the, the best? Absolutely. So in the early morning, it's been a little bit different this year than what I've been seeing in, in years past. It sounds like you have a little bit different uh, experience this morning, but right. the early morning bite for me has not been super fantastic. So what we've been noticing is there's been a lot of fish that have been suspended at the same levels of the humps. So for instance, out on Cherry Creek, um, a lot of the fish, the, the humps are about six to eight feet of water. And yep. those fish are suspended six to eight feet down, but out over open water. And those fish are the fish you really don't really want to target a whole lot this time of year. So they are are, are difficult to catch. They're not feeding a whole lot. They're right. kind of resting out in there. And then as the, the, the temperature has been warming up, which once again is slightly counterintuitive, especially for people that think about walleyes biting at night, yeah. Um, but they're pushing up on top of the humps. And, and yesterday, my best time was was from about 9.30 all the way up until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right, in the heat of the day. Wow. And those fish are pushing really shallow. I got them as shallow as, as 3 feet yesterday, actually. And and there's a wide variety of different techniques that an angler can take advantage of with this as well. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about walleye fishing in general, a lot of people think about bait. And yep. certainly bait, you can catch a lot of fish on. So you can run anything from, you know, a Lindy rig and a little bit deeper breaks right. with a leech or a crawler, but also you can can go up shallower and one of my favorite jigs to fish bait on early um when they're up shallow like that is is called a whistler jig and it's from northland tackle and has a little spinner blade on it and adding a, a leech or a crawler on that really um you know you can get some good flash going on down there so it attracts those fish particularly when you're in a little bit of stained water which we see a lot on the front range and out in eastern plains lakes as well but that presentation when you're up shallow like that fish is really good so are you are you getting into a place where you're you're basically off maybe in the six to eight feet of water or so, and then you're throwing up into that shallow water? It just kind of depends upon the location, and I really like to try and use my electronics to tell me what to do with that. Yeah. So yesterday I caught fish in a, a multitude of, of different areas, and certainly I was in about six to eight feet of water casting up shallow on some points. That fished really well, but also there were certain times where the fish were right on the edge of the break. So I was off of that edge, and what I like to do when they're off the edge like that is I'll get up a little bit shallower from them, cast deeper, let my bait get all the way to the bottom, and then be able to work that bait on the bottom with great bottom contact all the way up. And that that works quite well. It's so interesting. I didn't, ha- I didn't find that today, but I have seen it where um, I have a couple of spots on Cherry Creek in particular where it depends on which way you go up or down that Absolutely. break. And I don't, I, I guess it's like trout, I would imagine. Sometimes there may be a current or something else that the fish are pointed one direction or the other, and it makes a difference. And, you know, the, the thing that you're, you're mentioning like that, you didn't mention, see it this morning, but that's something that I find is that, you know, paying attention to the details is important, but things change a lot on these lakes. And although right. we're dealing with a, a great bite that's going to go for, for another six weeks out there, but, you know, every single day that I'm out there guiding, it is a different deal. So yeah. you can change your colors, you can change your, your your bait selection, you can change your location. And you'll go from from one spot where you know you'll you'll hit them all the way up into an evening on one day and you'll go back there the next morning and they have vacated. Right. And and being able to be uh you know you can uh, as being able to be a, uh, to adapt to some of these right. these different changing patterns is certainly something that's important. So relating to the pattern, are, have you seen much of a uh, crankbait bite or a troll bite? So the crankbait and trolling bite this time of year is certainly something that although you can be successful on it, it, I don't recommend it a whole lot. And the whole reason is that when you get these fish piled up on a specific structure point, they are, I mean, they'll they'll be 30 or 40 fish within an area the size of a driveway. So if you're trolling to those fish, certainly you can come across them and, and catch them. But artificials, on the other hand, though, casting have, in my opinion, been better than, than, than your bait. And I, I see this a lot. So talking about a blade bait, 
Johnson Thinfisher blade bait is one of the the best baits, not only for Cherry Creek but for across you know walleyes this entire this entire time of year. So yeah. I, I like the quarter ounce size. And for folks that aren't aren't familiar, a blade bait is similar to a lipless crankbait in the fact that when you pull it up, it's going to have some good vibration to it. But a blade bait just has a thin piece of metal, and on the nose of it has a little bit thicker piece of lead, so you can cast it a really long ways. But as you wind up letting it sink down, ripping it up and then reeling up your slack and then ripping it up and reeling up your slack imitates it's a dying shad and it's something that works fantastic because it, it will a lot of times work better than bait and you don't have to go to the bait shop and buy bait you can right. just have some lures and and go out there for an evening and, and catch some fish but color preference really matters a lot so knowing your forage base for your specific lake is is really important so right now you're talking about throwing that not a vertical presentation but a, almost a horizontal presentation Absolutely. throwing it out away from the boat bringing it back casting it and then bringing it back is going to be the thing you're going to want to do and what sort of uh technique are you are you long uh pulls on that on that bait or is it just shorter pulls or does it does it change by the day it, you know on cherry creek those fish have seen a lot of blade baits and they see a lot of pressure so yeah. something with a, a very light and easy pull where you're feeling it vibrate three or four times is, is critical but we were out on sterling this this week as well and North Sterling, they were being a little bit more um, receptive to a little bit longer pull. And it just kind of depends upon your fishery. So what I like to wind up doing is is that blade bait is, is a, a technique that's fantastic for fish in this entire time frame right now. Yeah. But concentrating on your technique is absolutely crucial because if you're, if you're winding up, you know, not catching them one way, sliding over and catching them in a little bit, you know, adjusting your, your, your presentation, adjusting your depth, adjusting your, your pull length, adjusting your, your slack, um, that you're reeling in all can, can matter a lot. All right. So we've talked about one technique that's working pretty well. We're going to, we're going to take a short break right now. Uh, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Chatfield and then some of the alternative things that you're doing too, Absolutely. when you get into those situations where maybe the blade bait isn't working or the shallow bite isn't working right now. We'll get after it. You're listening to Sportsman of, of Colorado. We'll be right back. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And because we know that your pet will have many different needs throughout its life, we offer complete pet care services every day all at one location. Whether your furry friend needs a checkup, advanced medical care, surgery, boarding, grooming, obedience training, food, care products, or toys, we are here for your pet seven days a week. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we know that you want the very best for your pet, which is why you can count on us to provide top-notch care in everything we do. We are certified with the highest rankings by the American Animal Hospital Association, and hold a gold star rating with the Better Business Bureau. You and your pet can visit us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are located at 8681 East Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. Learn more about us by visiting our website at LoneTreeVet.com or just give us a call at 303-708-8050. I was injured in a car accident. 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 At first, I didn't worry about it too much. I mean, accidents happen, right? Accidents happen, right? Accident happened, right? I mean, accidents happen, right? But this pain. The pain. The pain. The pain has started keeping me up all night. And the mechanic is taking forever. 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 Forever to get my car back because he's waiting for... 
I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Some form for my insurance company. And on top of all this, the person who hit me didn't have any insurance at all. Didn't have any insurance at all. Didn't have insurance at all. Didn't have any insurance at all. So now I'm stuck with all these bills that I can't afford. That I cannot afford. That I can't afford. I'm stuck with all of these bills that I can't afford. I don't know what to do. 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 Don't just talk to anyone about your personal injury case. Call me, Kevin Flesh, at Flesh Law to get a professional opinion. I will help you determine if you're entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. If you've been injured in an accident, call me, Kevin Flesh, at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if we can help you get the compensation you deserve. Tired of walking into gun stores and seeing the same guns everywhere you go? Check out our sponsor, Old Steel Historical Firearms. Hi, this is Scott Watley of Sportsman of Colorado. At Old Steel, they specialize in the purchase and sale of historical firearms. Need to get your firearm collection appraised? They can help. Buy, sell, trade, and consignments are welcome at Old Steel. Open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, Old Steel Historical Firearms is located at 12 East Girard Avenue in Inglewood. That's just two blocks north of Hamden, off Broadway. Now you can own a piece of history at Old Steel Historical Firearms. Call 720-662-7252. That's 720-662-7252. Check out their website, oldsteelguns.com. Hi, Dan Johnson, General Manager at Len Lyle Chevrolet. You know, I hear it all the time, if you give me a good enough deal, I'll buy your vehicle. So here it is, a 2017 Crew Cab 4x4 loaded for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or how about a 2017 Chevy Cruze, sign and drive lease for only $1.99 a month. Heck, that's cheaper than a used car. And we'll pay top dollar for your trade-in. So go east and pay the lease. Len Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Kevin Flesh. With me is Austin Parr from Discount Tackle. And uh, we'll get back into the fish in a moment. But uh, any of you that are in the metro area that can hear us need to get over to Discount Tackle to just check it out. Um, you guys just have so much gear in there. It's uh, crazy. Both, both, not only the the stuff that we're talking about right now in this segment and the last segment relating to walleyes and other warm water species, but you guys have lots of flies. Really good selection of flies. And the thing that I like about Discount Tackle is that you guys actually fish. All of us do. Right. Absolutely. All the time. Yep. And so when uh, you know, even when I've gone up to Montana or other places, you guys have an idea of what's going on. Um, you've got contact with folks, and you have a good sense of the the times of the years and the hatches and and everything else that's. Going yeah, on. and I mean, not only do we have a great selection of flies and conventional stuff, but we really try and pride ourselves on, you know, giving the best advice in town and, right. and being able to, to really direct someone, no matter their skill level, to be able to be out and more, yep. get out and get, get more successful on the water. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the shop, and, and because you don't also, if, relating to the flies in particular, so if there's some n novice fly anglers out there that are like, oh my gosh, I go into these other fly mm -hmm. shops, and it's just, you know, if you don't have the right gear, and you don't, you know, you don't want to spend $800 on a fly rod, and, you know, all of that, they kind of get snotty with you a little bit. Well, that's, we're we're that's happy to help anybody right. that, uh, you know, no, no matter if you just want to throw some bait out with the kids for an afternoon, or you want to go and, and, and be, you know, the real high-end Fly fishermen, it doesn't matter. Anybody yep. in between. And you guys
guys certainly can do both of those things, and I think that's what's really important. But I think the, the point is is that you can tell – I've been in enough shops that you can tell the folks that really care. They're willing to give up information. They're willing to help people really have a good time and learn something, and that's what you guys are. Absolutely. We definitely try. All right. <laughs> so we talked about the first techniques relating to Cherry Creek um, that seem to be working. What else are you finding – um, that seems to be working in your guide trips. So, you know, we've been on Chatfield quite a bit as well lately. And, you know, the, the floods of two years ago has affected the lake just a little bit. And the fact that, um, you know, the Parks and Wildlife, uh, in talking to some of the biologists, estimate about 20% of the walleyes got pushed out of that lake, okay. uh, you know, two years ago. But we're still catching a lot of fish. You know, the overall size is a little bit lower. But, um, you know, at Cherry, or excuse me, at Chatfield, jigging wraps have been fantastic. And that's a technique that a lot of folks really think about being a, a fall technique. Right. However, in some of the, the perch-type colors, which is a main forage oh. base when the shad have not pushed out over the lake yet. So we have a lot of adult shad that are spawning, but a lot of those juvenile shad are not in the ecosystem at the moment. So they're feeding on a lot of perch, but perch-colored jigging wraps on a, both a cast and on a vertical jig have been really good. So kind of similar to what we were talking about with the blade baits earlier, cast out, letting them sink down, ripping them up, letting them fall, ripping them up, letting them fall has been a great technique. Any particular size on the on the jigging wraps? Size sevens usually are going okay. to be the best. So it allows you a, a good casting distance, allows you to be able to cover a ton of water, and that size seems to be really what those fish are keying in on. And not only will the walleyes eat it, but the smallmouth in that lake right. as well. And we were mentioning the blade baits earlier at Cherry Creek, but uh, the crappies jump all over those blade baits as well. So the one nice thing I like about the blade baits, and in particular that thin fisher, is that when you're doing it right, not even if you're doing it wrong, but if you're putting some pressure on that and you're having them come up in the water column, you can feel that bait. Absolutely. Um, you've got to be a little bit, it's a little bit different presentation with the, the jigging wrap because you don't have that sort of movement in it. Yeah. Um, but they still, wh where they where they get their action is actually on the fall a lot of times and exactly. the darting action that they have. Yep, they'll shoot from one way to the other and, you know, you can, you know, I, I've done them in, in, in demo tanks before where you can see that jigging wrap jump three or four feet on just a small rip and those fish, you know, even yesterday at Cherry Creek, we dealt with some fish in the middle of the day where we had a, a group of fish that was probably 30 or 40 fish strong. Lots and lots of fish. We stuck a couple fish on some of the techniques we had mentioned prior, yeah. but then threw that jigging wrap on and were able to garner quite a few reaction strikes all in a row. So that uh, was something where you'll switch back up. And then additionally, an, another technique that uh, we've been having a lot of success with has been swim baits. So like a, like a three and a half inch ripple shad from Berkeley yeah. has been fantastic. But the big key that we've been finding is casting them, letting them sink all the way to the bottom and a real slow reel. I find oh. that a lot of people actually try and swim a swim bait rather than getting on the bottom, churning up some some um, some mud and some yeah. some gravel and some dirt down there. And and that swim bait has been another great technique. And I'm using all of these in unison with each other. So whether I'm on Chatfield or Cherry Creek, you know, we'll we'll throw some bait for a while. We'll go jig bait for a while. Then we'll go and find a really tight school where dragging Lindy rigs, like we mentioned with right. trolling, is not as effective because you're dragging across, then you're away from the fish and you have to turn around and come back. So I'll be casting these other techniques. Yep. So I'll be able to, to throw a blade bait or throw a swim bait or, or do any of that and be able to really focus on a tight school. The other thing that you're doing relating to that technique that's really helpful too is, is think about in the water column where those fish are because um, like you're talking about the swim bait. Now, if you're swimming that at 
light speed and it's two feet you know down you're not going to catch any nope. fish no nope. you've got to be down on the bottom if that's where those fish are absolutely and and it changes throughout the year we will talk in another show for example later in the year where maybe those those fish are on the shad that are out in open water and they're following those shad around that's, that's a when the bird. trolling bite totally right. kicks in right there and then you know you mentioned your fall bite where some of these same jigging wraps and blade baits work but you're not fishing in six feet of water anymore right. you're going out and you're fishing in 30 feet of water yeah so the the times change and that's something where you know kind of on a little bit of a side note i always try and tell not only clients but customers down at the shop to not fish to your memories because if you go out and you hammered them in one spot and you go oh these fish have to be here i caught them here too even if it was just two or three days ago that's something that can just really make it so you're not catching as many fish but keeping an open mind adjusting your techniques cycling through a variety of techniques and locations as well all fish really good let's talk about that when your guide trips and because that's i think people have a tendency to do exactly that. I yep. find that I'll do it. So I'll go on vacation for a week somewhere and I'm like, oh, I fished this spot last year and did really well. Yep. And you gravitate back to that spot, right? Exactly. And that's that's fine to start. But talk about in your guide trips, you know, if you're out yesterday and um, talk about how you use your electronics and you start the day sort of nosing around versus actually yep. fishing. You know, and, and on these lakes that I fish a lot, it's something where, you know, I'll have a lot of my spots, but maybe let's talk about North Sterling or something for, for instance, yeah. the other day. So the, the Eastern Plain Lakes have been fishing really, really well, but some of these lakes I haven't fished in a number of years just due to the fact that we had really low water and fish kills and all that kind of right. stuff. But a lot of these lakes with North Sterling and Jumbo and Barr and Jackson, all of them are really turning on great right now. But these lakes, I'm going to a lake, I don't have maps for them even. So there's not available maps I can get. It's all stuff you'd have to make yourself. But as I'm going through, I am looking for likely looking spots to start with. So big open points, weed edges, any kind of area with rock. And as I'm moving through with my electronics, I'm actively looking for fish. So this time of year, if I'm not marking 10 or 15 fish tightly locked in a spot, I'm I'm just not going to fish it. And that's yeah. the same thing for guide trips where I'll go through and I'll mark three or four on the bottom and I'm just going to pass up on that. And I'll even have clients ask, well, there's fish there. And why aren't we fishing at those? Well, because I'm looking for, for more looking fish. Looking for more opportunities. Exactly. But also I'm so confident in my techniques this year with being your, and in general, but with my combination of bait, blade baits, jigging wraps, and swim baits that I, if I'm cycling through all of those techniques and fishing for 10 minutes on a spot and I'm not catching fish, I'm going to wind up moving. And that yep. same thing goes for a shore angler as well. These fish are biting right now. So sliding through, if you're not catching fish in one spot with one technique, adjust to something. Don't fish something more than 10 minutes this time of year. Cycle through, adjust your techniques, adjust your cadence, adjust your lure, adjust your color, adjust the location overall. And right. moving through... Um, you know, like yesterday, we, we went for a while without catching fish in one spot, but wound up actually driving around, finding a spot that I hadn't fished at all this year. The fish hadn't been on it at all. And we wound up catching a ton of fish. Right. So, so moving around, certainly something to do. Yeah. Those electronics. And I think a lot of guys need to spend more time just learning how to use those. I, matter of fact, I got on a spot today that I hadn't seen fish on for a couple of years. Same yep. thing. I drove up on it and I was like, holy cow, yeah. where did all of these fish come yep. from? And it was one of those spots where you, you just, and fish it. Because if they're there, yeah. go through the cycle. And my electronics are my number one most important tool out there. And then the second most important tool, even before my rods and reels, is going to be my trolling motor. And then finally, you're going to slide into high-end rods. Because if you can't find the fish and stay on the fish, you can have as nice a gear as you want. You're just not going to catch them. So really getting familiar with how to operate your electronics with not only just seeing where the fish are, but also your maps, right. being able to lay down waypoints in the proper position and then come back and be able to set yourself up in a location to be able to say, okay, I'm going to catch these fish. All of that 
that plays a big role. Yeah, and and the waypoints and the electronics now are just incredible. They what are. We can do. I mean, and even at their affordability level too. I right. mean, even a real high end electronics you can get for just a couple hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. All right, we've gone through another segment. Um, let's take a break now. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about maybe some of the Eastern Plains uh, lakes that you have been fishing, what yep. you're finding out there, because we go out there and we've, we've got folks that listen. And, uh, and, then, and then we'll get into some of the trout fishing, because some, some of the rivers right now are blown out, but that's a temporary thing. And once that blowout, once that water gets out of the system, they're going to be ready to go. Absolutely. Too. All right. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado, and we'll be right back. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. What if it was possible to train your body how to burn excess fat through natural homeopathic means? Dr. Julie Marchial uses a time-tested protocol to unlock unnecessary fat stores in your body, converting fat into energy so you can experience permanent weight loss. Because this remarkable method targets only your bad fat, leaving vital stores of necessary fat untouched, your body will begin to experience balance in a new and healthier way. As Dr. Julie leads you through her unique weight loss program, your brain will gradually relearn what it means to feel full and to feel hungry. You will find many of your old cravings simply disappear. Call Dr. Julie at Ascent Health Center today to find out how KLZ hosts John Rush, Scott Watley, and Dan Muir put their bodies to work for them with unbelievable results. Call 303-343-8800, that's 303-343-8800, or go to ascenthealthcenter.com. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Rampart Firearms in Sedalia. This is a great store. Family owned and operated. They buy, sell, trade, and consign firearms. You will find a great selection of new and pre-owned handguns, shotguns, and rifles. If you can't find the gun you want, Rampart Firearms will special order your gun at no extra cost. Found a gun on the internet? Rampart Firearms will do one firearm transfer and the background check for only $10 if you mention Sportsman of Colorado. Rampart Firearms, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Located at Highway 67 in Santa Fe in Sedalia. Rampart Firearms open seven days a week. 720-468-0050. Well, we did it now. Hi, Dan Johnson from Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And we received a special allocation of over 600 new Chevrolets. And we're out of room. So to relieve our problem, check these deals out. A 2017 Silverado Crew Cab 4x4 for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or lease a 2017 Chevy Cruze for only $199 a month, sign and drive. Or a 2017 Chevrolet Equinox for up to $6,000 off MSRP. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads no liberal media bias here rush to reason weekdays from three to seven on klz 
Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Kevin Flesh. In the studio today with me is Austin Parr. We're talking fishing. To... It's that time of year. we got to yeah. we got to talk about it so that folks can get out and actually uh, take part in all of the resources that we have in Colorado. It's really amazing how many right. good resources we have in this so, state. We've just talked about two lakes, and we really yeah. haven't even gotten... We haven't even gotten to the smallmouth fishing. <laughs> I know. And and we haven't gotten to the trout fishing, but I want to... Before I before we get even to the stuff that's here, we, we want to talk about uh, one of our other sponsors, Yes Bay Lodge, and they're running a Sportsman of Colorado special right now that uh, is incredible. So they generally, their, tri- their trips, uh, all-inclusive trips, four nights, three days of fishing guided the whole thing. Scott and I went with my wife last year. We just had a blast. So normally those trips are $3,395. They're running a special for Sportsman of Colorado, uh, $2,795 right now. So if you have the ability to get up to Alaska, fly from here to catch a can, easy flight, um, really good time. They pick you up in a float plane, take you to their lodge, and you fish for three days, Food's incredible, everything else, and it's a great deal. So if you're interested, get a hold of them at yesbay.com. Uh, it's yesbay.com. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting up there soon. And and uh, the salmon fishing is incredible. And uh, same same sort of thing here. They've they got multi-species, much like we have here. And, and uh, obviously staying in town is a lot cheaper. <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty incredible place. All right, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about the bass fishing a little yeah. bit. Have you been having some luck with the with the bass on Chatfield? Yeah, you know the smallmouth are are definitely in post spawn. They're right. they're pretty much all done with that. Some of the largemouth in in some areas are are still, you know, having a, they're on beds a little bit right. still. But those smallies are definitely jumping off, and we've been having great success. So unlike the walleyes, like we mentioned earlier, that had a lot of a lot of the fish flushed out of the yeah. dam. Um, those smallmouth really stayed up in the trees big time, and that was a lot of a lot of what saved a lot of the big walleye numbers out there too. Is that there's so many walleyes were in the trees as well. Sure. But those smallmouth are in there; they're they're heavily in there. And and right now, the big thing we're starting to see is a topwater bite. So, and this is not only happening at at Chatfield, but talk, you know thinking about Pueblo. So with all right. the smallmouth and the largemouth and the spotted bass that are down at Pueblo. Um, and also all your local lakes as well. The the topwater bite's fantastic. So you know you can you can approach that in a number of ways. But typically, my two favorite baits are going to be a Rebel Pop R and then a Zara Spook and the Zara Puppies. Sure. So the Pop R is is one of the the all time classic baits from Rebel. But the reason I like it a lot is it has a really sharp cup to it. So it throws a bubble of water rather than spitting water, which tends to attract a lot more fish in my opinion. And then also spooks work great, particularly when you're dealing with Chatfield or Cherry Creek and a shad base lake so you know those spooks really resemble a a fleeting shad up top and and that is a, a fantastic way to wind up fishing those but also senkos tubes all your typical kind of crawfish patterns all are going to fish well so the the uh top water bite is again evenings and mornings or is yes. it okay so but pay attention to your weather patterns coming across because we certainly will have top water that will extend to the mid-morning and even into the afternoon if you have a good heavy cloud cover so it's all about you know light that's that's not directly on the water got it and then where exactly in the lake are they are they sitting i mean are they up in the riprap of the the dam face or are they other places so as when well? you're talking about smallmouth in general they tend to relate to structure a little bit more like a walleye rather than a largemouth mm-hmm. so they'll be on heavy rock right now they'll be up shallow still but points rock faces even the edge of trees so if you're talking about Pueblo and the higher water right now, there's tons and tons of submerged timber down there right, right now. And you'll not only catch walleyes, but your smallmouth in that same kind of an area. But if you're talking about Chatfield, having all your fish in on those heavy rock faces, 
you know, and with a, a, uh, with with access to deeper water is, yeah. is what you're going to want to do. And then early morning, slide on out there, throw some top water baits right off the bat. And then once those fish start stop hitting that, then maybe switch over to a tube jig, like right. a two and a half inch brown craw tube from Gitsit, or even a a four inch Yamamoto Senko could work really well okay. for you on a wacky rig or a Texas rig. Got it. And then with the with both the tube and the Senko. Um, sort of popping them, or are they you just getting them to the bottom and letting them sit there and, and a little bit? Kind of depends. You know, let, let your fish really tell you what to okay. do, but certainly having the, the right uh, rod setup is going to be important when you're doing that. So a, a seven-foot medium or a medium light is what you'll want, and that right. is going to allow you to really settle that down like we just talked about, popping it up, but being nice and sensitive because a lot of times these fish aren't going to really be hitting it super hard right now. But, uh, you know, once again, like we were talking about with the blade baits and the jigging wraps, let the fish tell you what they're going to do. So if they're not eating it on a really slow presentation, maybe try speeding something up. Yep. Maybe even try a jerk bait or a lipless crankbait and, and try right. and see if you can attract some more aggressive fish. Those uh, and those bass can be pretty good. Absolutely, uh, Chatfield. I mean, there you've got some size and and just numbers. You've had some yeah. great days out there. Certainly, you know, and and all across this state, there's those same bass will will wind up uh, being super super cooperative. And this is the time of year to really do them. I mean, not only can you get decent size like you just mentioned, but numbers can be great as well. I'm almost thinking about doing that tonight. <laughs> Absolutely, get out there for a little evening right. top water session. Exactly. What a fantastic! All right, so you were talking uh, Chatfield. Um, those are the primary species, though, that you're you're finding that are on the bite right now. Certainly, I mean, there's panfish that you can get after on some of the weed edges, but the smallmouth and the walleyes are are going to be your your two uh, most cooperative species at the moment. You know, the weed edges that you're talking about that's a that's a really good thing to bring up too. Um, what I found in, on Cherry Creek right now is we don't have a lot. It's pretty shallow where the yep. weed edge is right now, um, and that'll move out as the summer summer progresses. And you've certainly. Got, and depending um, upon your lake, those weed edges are going to vary. So I was just talking to one of my buddies that was up at Jumbo. There's been some great weed edges up there. Those walleyes have been relating to those weed edges. And at times, I'll do that same thing at Chatfield. But at Cherry Creek, like you just mentioned, there's not as many weed edges. So they'll yeah. be uh, relating a lot more to your your structures, not only on the shorelines, but also on your, your drop-offs and your yeah. flats. All right. Anything else about the eastern lakes that you've been, you've been seeing in uh, relating to the fishing that folks may... May want to take a it has take a look at. all been fantastic out there. So I mean, all of these lakes have have held water now for a number of years. They've gotten past the fish kills out in North Sterling and in Jackson. And the state, although they're not focusing on the the wiper stocking like they used to, just for the fact that those wipers, they've been having a, a horrible time trying to keep those those wipers alive. To, right. Even up high, those those fish have been 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 the most susceptible to dying. But those walleyes and saw guys out there have been fantastic. The crappie bite has been has been great out there. And and you know it it's been the same kind thing like we're talking about at Cherry Creek. Those fish are shallow, they're relating to structure, and they're relating to weeds. So if you're up there throwing blade baits, throwing swim baits, even some bait up shallow, all will prov uh, prove to be successful. And you know, the other thing is we've been talking about boats a lot, but a lot of these lakes out in the eastern plains have great shoreline access. You're right. So you have rock jetties, you have points, you have drop-offs, all of which a shoreline angler can go out and use the same exact techniques and have great success. I have one guy that comes in the shop all the time. He's exclusively a shore guy, but he has been catching a lot of fish out in those Eastern Plains lakes. And I'll tell you, those guys that, that shore fish a lot and are good at it, they, they do well, especially Absolutely. this time of year. Because yeah. um, sometimes in a boat, you get, you know, there's just so many places to go. <laughs> yep. You're, oh, maybe I should be out deep. I mean, you, you don't stay on a spot. Um, I know that you were saying 10 or 20 minutes that, that if you don't see fish and, and the biggest thing is using your electronics, but those guys that, 
that are good with the shorelines and know their lakes yep. can really out, outshine sometimes. They can. And, you know, with these fish being up so shallow, it really, you know, being on the shore and, and not being able to move quite as easily certain, certainly gives them, in the, them the advantage in the fact that they can really sit down, get on a specific structure point, and break it down. Right. And then, you know, if the fish are biting, a lot of times if you're doing, if you have the right techniques going, you'll be right. able to find them on the shore. And, I mean, all the spots that I'm fishing for the most part, particularly in those eastern plain lakes, are within a casting distance of the shore. So you can catch a lot of fish. Well, that's doing fantastic that. for everybody that whether you have a boat or not. Absolutely. And I've been seeing actually at Cherry Creek uh, recently, I've been seeing a lot of guys in kayaks too. Oh yeah. That's and, been a, a, a really popular thing as yeah. of late. And they they I was out there last weekend and had two kayakers around me and we were fishing the same fish and they were doing just as well as I was. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, they were having a ball. And uh, and so lots of opportunities. All right, let's switch gears a little bit and let's start talking about the trout fishing yes. once we lose these flows. So prior to the flows, what were you, what were you finding that was working well for you? So, you know, the, the bite has been good. And even with, you know, talking about the flows, I think that scares a lot of people away. But those fish are still biting. And as long as you can be safe... Right. In the river, that certainly is the most important thing. But those fish are going to bite. And, you know, prior to the flows coming off, we've been seeing a lot of betas come off and, and you know, leading up to the caddis hatches right now. But, for instance, up in Deckers right now, uh, the flows are only, you know, they've been hovering around 100 or 150. Right. And they've been going up and down, and, and it's been cycling quite a bit. But the caddis uh, hatches have been phenomenal up there and betas as well. But then as you move up to more of your freestone rivers, this high water offers a great opportunity to nymph with great big flies, so big, huge stone flies, yep. particularly on the Colorado, but also caddis and big worms and then even streamers. So I love fishing streamers on those high high country streams, and you can turn big fish even in muddy water. And I think what's, I, and I'll I'll give you a little story maybe after the break about that, that, that I'd learned that lesson on the Arkansas a few years ago. But oh, yeah. I think what's really important now as well is okay safety first yep. obviously you want to make sure you don't especially if you don't know the river if if the river is up be really careful because Absolutely. moving water this time of year anytime but especially with high flows you that's the main thing it's not worth yeah. <laughs> getting yourself killed over a few fish so um but what you find is that the softer water is on the edges and that's where the fish are going to be it just anyway. concentrate your fish right. and you're able to get them up in there and people see this muddy water and, and get scared and yep. and those fish are, are still biting but if somebody doesn't want to fish the muddy water either the high country lakes have been great so i've had great reports you know antero's back open I was right just now. just going to ask you about antero yeah. and actually one of my friends was up there this morning and uh he, he fished the, the real early morning bite from daylight till about 10 o'clock and caught about 30 fish he said and with some nice fish so there's certainly other opportunities and that that same guy was up at the delay Buttes as well. So he actually did a half day where he went and uh, fished the Delaney Buttes or North Delaney in the morning, caught some really nice fish, then slid over and did like what we were just talking about, fished the North Platte up there with streamers and with big dark stone flies and caught a lot of fish. Yeah. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, let's take a break now. This is a good spot to take a break. Um, but when we come back, let's talk about those lakes right now Absolutely. and what sort of techniques are working up in those high mountain lakes if you don't want to mess with the big water. Absolutely. All right, you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado, and we'll be right back. Stack Optical creates their own lenses in their own shop, so you're getting exactly what you need for your eyes without having to wait for weeks to get your eyeglasses. They have a huge selection, lots of different colors, lots of different styles that look great, including the option of rimless glasses, which basically look like you're not wearing glasses at all. They're really cool. 
This is Marie Christine at KLZ. I visited Stack Optical and was very happy with my eyeglasses. They look great. I can see better. I didn't have to wait for them to order my lenses from somewhere else. Visit Stack Optical on Cherry Creek North Drive in Denver. Mention Haystack Help Radio and get their $69 eye exam. It's a great deal. Stack Optical in Denver. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at One Shot Gear in Inglewood. If you are a hunter, you know that after a full year of training, shooting, and planning, when the season rolls around, you are lucky to get one shot at a trophy. At One Shot Gear, they've got you covered with the largest selection of premium hunting gear in Colorado like Blosser Rifles, Sitka Gear, and Night Force Optics. The One Shot Gear team has the experience so they can help you find exactly what you need for the hunt of a lifetime. When only the best will do, choose One Shot Gear, located at 4720 South San Santa Fe Circle in Inglewood. One Shot Gear is your premium hunting gear headquarters. Call 303-284-3828. That's 303-284-3828. If Sitka makes it, One Shot Gear has it. They're the largest stocking dealer in Colorado. Ask for Grant. Tell him Sportsman of Colorado sent you. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and you receive 10% off of all clothing and boots. One Shot Gear is an official sponsor of Sportsman of Colorado. If you have just been in an accident, there is a lot going on. With the screeching tires, crunching metal, and breaking glass, it's hard to remember what to do. That's why Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law wants you to remember to panic. No, he doesn't mean run around screaming or start hyperventilating. He means use the acronym P-A-N-I-C to remember what to do. P is for police. Call the police immediately. It's very important to have an official record of what happened. A is assess, as in assess all of your injuries and seek medical care if necessary. N is for never admit fault. It's your job to take care of yourself, not to determine who is at fault. I is for insurance. Take pictures of the other person's insurance and ID info and get pictures of the accident if you can. And finally, C is for call Kevin Flesh. Kevin Flesh is more than just a name used to intimidate the insurance companies. He will help you. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation and he'll help you get the compensation that you deserve. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, Dan Johnson with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And right now we're selling all 2017 Chevrolets at employee supplier pricing, plus all the rebates, for a total of up to $11,000 off on some vehicles. And we need your trade-ins, and we'll pay the highest prices anywhere, whether you owe money on it or not. Give us a chance, you won't be sorry. I guarantee you that nobody can sell you a Chevrolet for less than Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax, or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Kevin Flush. 
I have Austin Parr in the studio with me. We're talking fishing today, and uh, we've talked about Chatfield, we've talked about Cherry Creek and all the fun stuff to do there, all the different techniques that it seem to be working right now. Uh, we've talked a little bit about trout and sort of the moving water. Let's talk a little bit now about sort of the, the high mountain lakes and, uh, and the places that, well, the snow, I guess, is... We've got a pretty good melt right now, so we should be able to get to some of those lakes now. Yeah, I mean, and you have a couple of different classifications of your high mountain lakes. You know, you have your real high country lakes that are your, your cutthroat and brook trout type lakes, and certainly right. those are going to be heating up here pretty quick. But the big focus this time of year with the great insect hatches are, are high plains lakes. For instance, South Park Lakes in, in Antero, now that that's open, Spinney, 11 Mile, and then as you move to North Park in the Delaney Buttes and Lake John. Right. So what are, what are you hearing about what's working up in those areas? Both uh, let's let's talk about flies and then yep. other techniques that are also really productive. So this time of year always winds up uh, moving into the big uh, chronomid hatch, as you see that up on specifically Spinney and and then and then Delaney Buttes. So that is basically just a big midge. So you're dealing with some of those same smaller midges in in your your moving water uh, locations, but those big chronomids come off and you can catch them uh, on a variety of different fly patterns under strike indicators but here very quickly we're going to start to see a great damselfly hatch and your damselflies basically look just like a dragonfly they're blue but they're just a little bit smaller and those nymphs when they come up those those trout turn into sharks <laughs> on the <laughs> surface do. and I mean you can wind up it's a up, big bug oh it is yeah I mean a damselfly nymph I mean you it's probably an inch and a half two inches long right. and those trout are just gorging themselves on them think about it it's just like porterhouses coming up to the <laughs> surface is. for those trout and they're just easy to target they don't swim fast they just swim right around the those mouths open and, and yep. mouths open and eat them. So that's something that you're going to really wind up seeing on on these high country lakes. So if you can get out there in a float tube or even on the shore, that can be right. great. But for the conventional angler, you can also have a lot of success as well. So other than your insects, you deal with a, a big time crawfish forage base in all of those lakes we were just discussing. So although a lot of people don't think about catching trout on craws, it's one of the absolute best ways to go. And when you're in South Park, it certainly can wind up picking up pike as well. Right. But tube jigs, and if you're fly fishing, you can can run various crawfish imitations as well. So that's a great way to fish along some of your structure points. So trout in general are more of a pelagic fish. So that means they're going to be swimming around and they're not going to be relating to structure like the walleyes and the bass that we were previously talking about. Yep. But with that being said, if you have a weed line or if you have some kind of, of bottom composition change where it's going to go from rock to mud, those trout will still generally relate on that. So if you can find something like that, fishing a tube jig is certainly fantastic. But there's certainly other times where those fish are not going to be relating to that or you can't find something that they're going to really relate to. So throwing a hard lure, maybe a Castmaster or a Tasmanian Devil or even a spinner for that matter, can wind up locating some of those fish. And even if you're in a, a float tube or on a boat, you control. But all of that kind of, uh, you know, casting and reeling presentation certainly can cover a lot more water. So let's talk about the cast masters and those other sort of, I'll, I'll call them, um, they're, they're sort of a daredevil sort of style spoon. bait. A spoon, yeah. So some of them um, have their own action. Certainly. And you can just sort of cast them out and reel them directly in. Yep. And then there's others that you have to give some action to them, themselves. So describe that and what the difference is and maybe where... Where one is good, where one doesn't work as well. So I mean, anytime that you're you're in a boat and you're trolling, and or if you're just casting something, you know, a cast master or a Tasmanian devil both can wind up doing well. So those can just be a cast and reel or a cast behind your boat and throw it in a rod holder behind a planer board yep. and and catch a lot of fish. And those same same lures can be run on lead core or downriggers or any of that sort if you need to get down a little bit. But then there's also other baits like you mentioned that you can still cover a lot of water with, but 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 work a little bit faster. So a tube jig is really versatile in that matter and the fact that you 
you can get it on the bottom. You can work it slowly, and we talked about catching bass on them earlier, but trotting them on the slow retrieve as well. But additionally, you can cast them out or even go on a slow troll and give them a lot of rod tip action. So a real fast-paced retrieve with a lot of snapping yeah. um, rod tip action certainly works well. And, and additionally, when you're doing that, selecting the proper jig head is crucial as well. So Gitsit has a tube jig head that is kind of flat, so it winds up almost walking the dog oh. back and forth. And instead of just just jerking and, and, and speeding up and slowing down your, your, your presentation, it will actually move laterally. So it really works well, and you can still cover a lot of water with that yep absolutely and that darting motion i mean it's classic especially absolutely. for for brown trout yep. i mean let's face it they are predators they through are. and through right and so that that just gets them excited and and certainly is a great presentation and i think it's important too that these flat water lakes let's say you're not the best fly fisherman you certainly can do other things and yeah. be effective and especially you know if, if you're an angler that has a float tube maybe cast out a fly rod in one hand put some sort of a leech on the lead fly and then trail a coronamid or a calabatus right. down below and then on the other hand put a tube jig on jig them a little bit maybe do it throw a sinking line on your fly rod and just kick backwards and you can wind up catching a heck of a lot of fish doing so absolutely and especially uh in those situations where you don't know the lake very well yep. i mean a lot of times we don't have real good mapping for these lakes yep. so they just aren't available and getting out there and just going over the bottom composition looking around Certainly. and watching to see what's going on in the surface activity too because that's really yep. important and that's a great point if you don't know the lake maybe not you, you might not want to go with say a, a, a chronometer under an indicator where you have to just sit there for right. a while maybe go with something that you can wind up covering more water with like we were just mentioning because once you find those fish even if you're in a brand new lake then you're going to catch more right and and with the you're yeah you definitely don't want to do a dead presentation when you don't know if there's fish exactly, exactly. where you're leaving it and and that's important too um whenever we're trying to figure things out let's face it if you if you've come to a new lake or it's a new day and you just don't know what's going on trout really do move around they a do. lot during the day they may be up feeding and they may be cruising the shorelines after like a couple of weeks ago, we were fishing the Colorado, and the salmon flies were hatching. And those fish were relating to those salmon oh, flies yes. coming out, actually getting on the willows. So yep. they were within a foot or two of the of the banks because Absolutely. those fish knew those porterhouses were moving towards shore. Well, and being able to figure out what those fish are relating to, like you just mentioned, can be critical. Right. And, and you know, something you know, as far as more of a generic way to really locate a lot of fish is, you know, as you know, these high high mountain lakes deal with a lot of wind. A lot of times. Right. So if, you know, people really like to, you know, if there's a lot of wind, they'll get on the upwind side so they can cast really far, but that's not what you want to do. Right. You want to wind up pushing, fishing where that wind is pushing up to. So just like you mentioned with those stoneflies, where all those fish are relating to that bank because of those stones, mm -hmm. all those fish are going to relate to a shoreline edge that is the wind blown edge. So, being able to figure that out and 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 being open to details and, and not just being closed-minded, I'm, I'm just going to do this one thing, being able to look around and observe certainly will catch you more fish. Two examples of that, certainly, in both the freshwater, the warm water fishing that we've talked about and the trout. Let's talk a little bit about wind and how it affects both of those situations because yes. wind is a big deal. This morning on Cherry Creek, we had had wind overnight, I think, yep. that was pushing towards the east. And so I was on the east side of the lake. Um, because that's where I immediately thought that's where the fish would be. Uh, yeah. And and they were. So you, those are the things you got to remember is think about the last six or eight hours before you get to a spot. Exactly. And, you know, wind, as a guide, it's my number one best friend. I always, people always tell me, oh, you love wind? Well, yeah, I like wind because you catch a lot of fish with wind. Right. So if you're on a point and you have a good windswept point where it's throwing a mud line on an edge, that's fantastic. Up at the Delaney Buttes especially, it's it's notorious for heavy wind up there and, yep. and fighting that wind even if you're just on the shoreline waiting, casting right into it, although it's not the most comfortable thing in the world to do. 
it relates to more fish. And Absolutely. if you can get on that mud line, whether it be smallmouth, walleyes, spotted bass, wipers, stripers, or trout, you'll catch more fish. And they're going to be there. Yep. Because Absolutely. think about what they're doing. They're trying to do the same thing that we're doing. They're trying to to get to that that prey and uh, and Those get it. Prey are getting pushed up in there. <laughs> it's churning everything up. That's so right. that's what they're eating. All right, Austin. So if folks, uh, after I mean, the hour has gone by so quickly, and we've covered some things, uh, but we've really just touched on some of the stuff that you do and in, in your Absolutely. guiding and and all of the information that you can get at the shop. Uh, if folks do want to get a hold of you, first of all, how do they do that? So, like I said, coming down to the shop at 2645 South Santa Fe Drive is the optimal way to do that. And all of these lures and presentations that we've talked about, I have all of that represented down there in in great selections. But additionally, my cell phone number, if you want to book a guide trip, is 303-514-5546. All right. Thank you very much for being here. It's been a a great time. Thank you. we're asking everybody to get out, get some fishing in. Go to the Eastern Plains if you don't want a bunch of people around you. Go uh, west. Go west. Go go metro, you name it. The fish are right. biting, so get out there and get after it. That's right. We didn't even talk about the South Platte for town yet. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, But you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Uh, it's been a great show. We appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next week. Associates or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a corporate broadcasting god and country station.